Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings Sportsbook stepped-up same-game parlays. If you don't already have an account, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with the promo code ALLBALL, and boost your winnings up to 100%. That's code ALLBALL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued is free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. We got a, we got a really, really good All Ball. Um, it's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're getting you ready for tonight's tonight's opening night of the NBA. And before we catch up with Miles Simon, who's, of course, uh, returning for his second year as head coach of the South Bay Lakers, I want to get you ready for tonight's game. Also, uh, for the season, I got some prop bets for you. Uh, I have some futures for you. We got a really, really good all ball for you. Remember, it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use the promo code ALLBALL. That's code ALLBALL. Make any $5 bet this week, you get $200 if your team wins. But I have some what's called stepped up same game parlays. Well, what, what does that mean? I, th- I think you know, but if you don't, like, let me just kind of give it to you. Okay, so the Celtics play uh, the 76ers tonight in Boston. Of course, they're returning... Um, Eastern Conference champions, but it's been a weird last month with Emi Udoka suspended for a year. And uh, you have a head coach that I think most of us in basketball circles know, but it just, the whole thing is weird, right? It's just odd um, in that in addition to Emi not being fired, retaining his job, you leapfrogged Damon Stoudemire, who's been a head coach and been a star in the NBA, for a guy who was a really good college player and really well regarded, but uh, that's a that's a that's a huge move over. Um, and, and I also know that that some of this, some of it, is we massively overreact and early in the season things settle up. But and, and the first game of the year, I mean, how many times have we seen the defending champions get their rings and then they get beat? Like the Warriors tonight, seven point favorites. By the way, I don't like. I love the Warriors tonight. The Lakers are not good. Right? I mean, they'll be fine. Um, and I think the first half of the season will be very telling for them because they play San Antonio a couple times. They play the bo- Oklahoma City a couple times. They play the bottom of the league in the first half of the season. So if they're around 500, once you get like a month and a half, two months in, they're in trouble because the back end is all the good teams in the in the West. And one of the good teams is the Golden State Warriors, who've had their own issues in the preseason. Get to that in a second. But like a same-game parlay. Okay, so I like the Celtics who are uh, getting points tonight in Boston, right? They're getting points tonight in Boston. Um, but I also like, now it's not, not just because they're getting points. I like in terms of same game parlays, like I would tell you that uh, for threes, I would take Joel Embiid is uh, one and a half is the over under for threes. Yeah, like Joel Embiid is going to dominate tonight. Now, I I don't like the point total only because I don't know if there's a minutes restriction. Maybe not a hard and fast minutes restriction, but it's the first game of the season. They're not going to try and, you know, kill him and play 40 minutes and go for the jugular. Although I do think Joel Embiid will hit a couple threes tonight. So I like Joel Embiid with the threes. Okay. Like him with the threes. Um, I also like, I also like James Harden. 
uh, is eight and a half assists. Take the over in James Harden assists. So I would take the Sixers, Harden in assists, and Embiid in threes. There's my stepped-up same-game parlay that you can go to DraftKings Sportsbook and download the app. Remember, if you bet two, five bucks on the money line, your team wins, you get 200 bucks to spend as you'd like. So it's a pretty simple way to kind of fill up your account there with some early winnings. And then you do the stepped-up same-game parlays. Now you're really cashing in. Remember, it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use the promo code ALLBALL. That's code all. Ball, make any $5 bet this week, you get $200 if your team wins. Um, and then, of course, if you want a two-game parlay, I like, the, I like the Warriors at home, even though they're laying seven. And the bench is just far better, right? Remember, you got Dennis Schroeder, who's not playing tonight for the Lakers. Westbrook is going to play. I don't know if he's coming up the bench or starting, but he's got a gimpy hamstring. But they're just very early on in their formative stages, as opposed to the Warriors, who bring just about everybody back. Now, they will play their younger players, I think, a bunch during the season. So in terms of same-game parlays, be careful, be cautious of how they manage Clay's minutes, how they manage Steph's minutes, how they manage Draymond's minutes, how they manage Jordan Poole's minutes. Jordan Poole now with the big contract, you don't have to play him a ton of minutes if you want to rest him. You know, they have Kaminga, they have um, Moody, they have Dante DiVincenzo, who I think is going to have a very good year as well. So we built for you that same game parlay within the Celtics game, right? I like the Sixers to on the money line. I like Joel Embiid in over with two threes. It's one and a half is the over under. And I like James Harden over eight and a half assists. Um, all right, as we get ready for the NBA season, I'll just kind of give you a quick little overview. I, I think the Clippers are actually, and, I, and interestingly, you go back a couple weeks ago, I mentioned it on the pod, they were plus 1,000 to win NBA title. Now they're plus 600. They're a co-favorite along with the Golden State Warriors to win a title. So the secret of the Clippers is kind of out. Kawhi looks awesome. Paul George looks awesome. And, uh, I mean, John Wall, if he's coming off the bench, I mean, that's an incredible weapon to have. Um, I think Ty Lue is an outstanding coach. I, I, you know, if you want to put money on the Clippers, even now, even though they're the favorite, I don't, I don't mind it. I do feel like this is their year. Obviously, injuries notwithstanding. Um, but I look at some of the some of the win totals, and the Lakers are still at forty five and a half. And I'm telling you to take the under. I'm telling you to take the under. LeBron is not going to play every game. I don't think. Anthony Davis plays every game and they just don't have the dudes when one of those guys are out. And again, you're depending upon LeBron has to have a great year to win, to win more than 45. And uh, Anthony Davis has to have a great year. They just don't have the overall star quality, uh, youth and depth of, of other teams, you know, and you try and kind of work it out in your mind. Now, Brooklyn is at 50 and a half wins. That, that seems kind of healthy for me a little bit too much. I would also take Brooklyn in terms of the um, under of the wins. And I know you might be saying to yourself, all right, well, you like those unders. Tell me somebody whose overs you would like. Who would you? Who do you think wins a ton of games? Um, I do think the Knicks win more than 38 and a half. And I know you're sitting there going like, oh, they had it with Jalen Brunson. All that dude does is win. So if he's got to finish 500, they got to finish 500 for you to make money. I mean, Lakers, under win total, Knicks, Overwind total. That one feels kind of easy to me. It really does. 
Uh, regular season MVP doesn't matter a ton to me, but it's become discussed so much on television that it's become a thing. Like we track it like it's a thing. Luca is the favorite. Giannis has the second best odds at plus 600 than Joel Embiid. I think it's going to be some new blood, right? It's going. It's not going to be Giannis. It's not. It's not going to be Jokic. I don't think it's KD or, and I'm not, I don't believe Steph's going to play enough minutes. So to me, it, it becomes Luca's award, Jason Tatum's award, Joel Embiid's award. Um, you know, maybe there's an outlier that we're not thinking of like a, like a Zion. I don't think it's going to be Zion. Um, but I think, you know, I feel like this is a new blood award. So yeah, obviously you can lay some money down on Luca, but uh, to me, the, the other guy that you might want to... Kawhi Leonard's the other one. And I don't know if he goes for it. Right? He hasn't played a ton of games. But look at his body, his mentality, things they've been saying. This may be a year in which he's like, you know what? I've been, I believe I'm the best player in the league. But the only way to do it is to play 72, 75 games. You play 75 games at his level of productivity. And they, if they win more games than everybody else, then he might get it. It's not crazy there. John Morant's in that discussion. That's a maybe, right? They're over-unders, 58 and a half games. So I, I I look and I think Luca, I think Embiid, and I think Tatum. I just I just don't believe Kawhi plays enough games, and Ja is right there and he'll be right there statistically, but I just don't know of Memphis in terms of the following if they'll be able to get it as opposed to Luca, who's an international star, Embiid, who was really close last year, and Jason Tatum who I think everybody respects, and we'll see how he bounces back from a bit of a disappointing NBA Finals. But I I, I think it's going to be an outstanding year. The West is obviously crazy, crazy deep. Um, You know, in terms of some of the other, some of the other betting lines, right? Like most improved player, uh, Anthony Edwards is the favorite. I I think Zion's the pick there. You know, you're going to try and find something to give Zion. Remember, he was dominant, in the year he played before he got hurt, and now he's far lighter and more experienced and should shoot the ball better, and he's a really good team around him. I think Zion's the pick for most improved player. Rookie of the year, you got to guess it's somebody who's going to play a lot and somebody who's developed. This one's easy. Paolo Boncaro is the guy. You look at the other injuries they've had in Orlando and the need for him to score and his development as a player. That one feels really Really easy. So as you get ready for this year's uh, NBA season, remember DraftKings Sportsbook is your home. It's a great way to same-day fantasy, stepped-up same-game parlays. However you want to throw some coin on games, it, it, it's so easy, so simple, and so smart. Just download the app, and you always have it at your fingertips. And even on days in which you don't want to lay a little coin, you can still check out what games are being played and what, uh, what the guys in the desert think. All right, let's get to our discussion with Miles Simon. NBA fans, basketball is back. Tip off of the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code ALLBALL and make any $5 bet this week. You get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code ALLBALL. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. All right, so uh, how the job come to be? Uh, so probably a little over a year ago, I think it was like late July of 2021. Um, I went and sat with, uh, with Frank Vogel in his office and we were just kind of discussing like, um, how I can grow, uh, you know, as a coach. Like, did you call the meeting or did he call me? Uh, I think I went and asked to just sit with him and just like discuss things like how I can get better as a coach, um, and where like my growth can come from, like within the organization. And so we were sitting there and we were talking and, and then he asked me, he said, um, he said, there could be an opportunity, um, with South Bay Lakers to be like the head coach that like Kobe Carl might not be coming back. And he's like, is that something you'd be interested in? And I said, I would take that right now. Um, like no hesitation. I said, I would be the South Bay head coach. And he was like, wow, you would. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And, um, so then over the next couple of days, um, you know, Kobe Carl didn't come back to, to the South Bay to be the South Bay head coach. Uh, and then I was in our coach's locker room, uh, in the practice facility and I saw our GM, Nick Mazzella. Like, so one of the advantages of working for the Lakers is that the G League and the NBA were in the same, were in the same building. So Nick Mazzella, who's uh, the GM of South Bay Lakers, Joey Buss, those guys uh, were friends of mine. I've coached Summer League. They're kind of in charge of Summer League. Um, so I have a great relationship with those guys uh, prior. And I see Nick in the, in the coach's locker room. And I was like, Nick, I said, with the job opening, I said, I'd love love the opportunity to be the head coach. And he was like, he's like, you would. And I said, I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, let's try to get it done. And probably like two weeks later, uh, it was a done deal. So it's interesting because I think when you expressed interest in it, there's probably a lot of people are like, why would you, it, it, it perception is it's a step down. Right. Perception yeah. is it's yeah. a step down. You're in the NBA. Why would you go back to the G League? Most most coaches that are already in the NBA don't leave an NBA bench, especially the Lakers bench right. going into last year. Right. When you have title aspirations right. to go be the G League head coach. So why? Uh, I want to get better as a coach. I want to I want to teach. Um, I want to learn. I want to grow as a person. I want to be a head coach. And I want to be a head coach. Now, had you ever? You've been a head. You've been a head coach in AAU before, right? Yeah, head coach AAU. Okay, Cal that, Supreme. Cal Supreme. But that's really the only thing you've been a head coach of. Like you, you yep. coached in USA basketball. Yep, coach U sixteens, U seventeens. But it's different, right? Like you're okay. So. Two weeks later, they, who tells you to get the job? Nick tells you to get the job or Palenka or what? Who, who told you? Uh, Joey Buss, actually. Phone call or in person? Uh, I think I was, I was on vacation when it got um, done deal. So uh, on phone. So all through all of these steps, when did you tell your wife, like, hey, I want to do this thing? Oh, right. I mean, right away. Okay. But she asked, like, are you making less money? <laughs> uh, yeah, we knew everything was still... 
It was still going to be the same. Okay, but, I, but I'm, she didn't ask that question. That's the question. Like, like they care. They're like, hey, that's great. You make it more money or less money? Like, may, might, I don't know. Okay. It was a discussion. Okay. So, so we're all good. Yeah, we're all She good. calls you. You're in Hawaii? Where, where were you? Where's vacation? Uh, we were in Florida last year. Okay, so you go to Florida. Yeah. Okay. Do you, where were you? Uh, we went to, we went to uh, Orlando. We were at Disney. Hey, are you like going on a ride or where? No, we were just like at the, at the hotel. Okay. Yeah. And they call, were the kids excited? Yeah. Everybody was excited. But nobody was like, are you still with the Lakers? <laughs> uh, my kids, well, my kids actually asked me, Yeah. so are you still going to be helping with the Lakers? They didn't, yeah. they didn't. Kind no, of, they don't, they don't know they how They know what South Bay Lakers were. Yes. They knew Los Angeles Lakers. Yes. So they, uh, um, yeah, my, my son and daughter asked like, so are we still going to be able to like go to like Lakers, Lakers games? I was like, Can we still go to the games that we actually care I about? I was like, Dad? yeah, but, uh, um, but then uh, well, my kids love the South Bay game. We you love, went, we love went, going. You went awesome. to a couple last year. South Bay game. More people should come to South Bay games. South Bay games are fun. Well, first, it's it's really interesting. Like, obviously, you're a great college player, and there are great college players, and you're the all-time leading scorer in CBA history, right? So, there's like. No, I'm not all-time leading. Aren't you? No, no. I just I was the most decorated in one. I season. thought you had the most points ever. No, no. I only played one season. Well, it wasn't. Didn't you score the most in one season? No, I don't think so. I think you have. I averaged 23, 24 games, so that's definitely not the most. Important. Yeah, but guys got called up. No, I didn't. Okay. I, I sounded I better when I said it. You yeah, should go like, yes, I, I, I am. I like to get the facts straight. I know. People always say, like, you live the one country and assist twice. It's like, no, actually, I finished second once, but that was a minute's play. <laughs> no, yeah. I was the most decorated. I got okay. MVP, most improved, and finals MVP okay. in, my, in my year, my full year in the CBA. Okay. But the other thing about you that I, I know you know this, I don't know if enough, like, you're the most competitive human being. I mean, you and you have that Kobe Bryant level of competitiveness that's really hard to turn off. Yeah, I can't. You're I, coaching in a league where what I found really difficult about minor leagues is that in the moment you really care. Right? Like I want, I've always wanted to win every game I played in, and I think most of those guys in the moment they care. But it's a league where nobody really cares to the extent that that's not what's really important. It should be important because if you win at any level, the next level should value that coaches, assistant coaches, players. But the reality is minor league basketball is really hard because most guys have their own agendas and sometimes their own agendas does not mesh with yours in terms of winning. So did when you're, you got the, everybody goes, you go after a job. Now you got the job. Like, did any of that come to your mind? Like, this is going to be a little harder than maybe I thought it might be. Um, I knew it was going to be difficult, uh, but, you know, I put in place good people around me. Um, I retained two assistant coaches. I want to get to that and say, I want to get to the, the, the coaching stuff, whatever. But like when you're like, you're pursuing something right now, you finally get it. Like in your mind, you start thinking, okay, assistance, you start thinking, okay, I have to, my mentality, like what, what goes through your mind when, when you realize this is a reality, it's not a, a thought, a, like, a likelihood, even if you knew you were going to get it for two weeks, it's still a, I'm not going to go all in until I know I got it. Now you got it. Like what goes through your mind? Um, that is just a lot of like on the job training. Got a, there's a lot, a lot I need to learn. Um, and, but the mentality was, man, I'm going to go in and crush it. Um, 
And when you, when you talk about like winning and the CBA or D league or now G league, uh, it is a hard thing because players are striving when you're in the, these minor leagues to get to the ultimate level, which is the NBA, which is the NBA for us. And a big part of this, of the G league is development. So development versus winning. Okay. So one of the first things I put in our, in our opening, in our opening um, meeting with the players, winning is the top priority. And for me, the, the rationale is when I, and I use the rationale of our practice facility, cause there's a South Bay Lakers court and then there's a Los Angeles Lakers court. The expectation is when you go from the South Bay Lakers court to the Lakers court is what to win, right. to get a championship. So I'm going to develop winning habits on my team. So it's important that we go into every game, attention, practice, attention to detail, um, practicing hard. You know, we can develop your individual skills, your shooting and all that. Um, but winning is important. And one of my assistant coach actually pulled up a stat, uh, that in the G league, 70% of call-ups come from winning teams. And I presented that to the group. Um, and I think that really struck, struck home or hit home with a lot of our guys. And uh, it's, it's an important thing. Okay. So, so now you got to put together staff. Yeah. Right. And you have not a ton of money to put together and you're in LA, right? It's not like you're in um, any of these other, although, you know, the NBA is in cities, you know, there are markets in which you can pay a guy 50 grand and he'll be okay. Yeah. Paying a guy 50 grand in Los Angeles is really, really hard. Yeah. So what's the process like of putting together a staff? Uh, actually it was, it was, it was great. That was one of my favorite things I did was, um, being able to do that. And so I have four assistant coaches and one video coordinator. So two of the assistant coaches I retained from uh, Kobe Carl's staff, a uh, guy, Brian Walsh, who had been, he's been a head coach like internationally, um, uh, in the minor leagues and just a really, really smart guy who can help me guide, guide through any questions I have about the G league. Um, and then, uh, and then I retained a guy, Dane Johnson. So I had prior relationships with these two guys because we're always, we've been in the same building. They were with the uh, South Bay Lakers for, you know, five, six years, whatever it was. So then the hard part was, uh, now I have two other open positions and trying to, um, find exactly what I want as a coach. You like, you don't necessarily know, um, you know, right away what you, what you need. I had, a, I had an idea I needed in the G league. You have to be as a coach and a head coach and assistant coach. You have to wear a lot of hats. So like you got to, I mean, you got to carry the bags, you got to wipe the floor. Um, you know, you got to do, you know, wake up calls, knock on dudes, doors, um, do player development, do scouts, all, all these things. Um, so I was looking for guys that were like all encompassing of all, you know, all those, but maybe also that, um, can cover up maybe what I feel some of my weaknesses were like, I'm not like a great, like note taker. And like, so I want someone to be able to sometimes just write down what I talk about in meetings, keep it organized for me. And then I can go back and check. smart those, right? Hire somebody who does what you don't do. Yeah. So, um, so I interviewed about six people and, uh, the two that, the two that, um, 
stood out to me was a guy named Jonathan Yim. He's actually an Orange County guy. Uh, he's He worked for the Blazers in player development and video coordinator for eight years, and he's been a home run hire, like super great, very sharp mind, um, really good coach, great with the guys. He did a lot of player development with C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard up there in, in Portland. Um, and then I hired another young man from OKC named Fortune Solomon. Uh, same thing, been great, like super positive energy and I was just looking for guys that were just hungry to coach um, because like you said you're coming to LA uh, to be an assistant coach in the G League you're not going to make a lot of money but these guys they were hungry for the opportunity um, to to come and work for South Bay and work for me and they have been they've been awesome so like just going through that process like formulating my own questions like um, my GM or president like, they just let me do the whole thing uh, and then when I told them I, these are two guys I wanted to hire, uh, they didn't feel like a need to like do another interview for them. They trusted my judgment um, and all that. So it was it was great. NBA fans, basketball is back. Tip off of the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code ALLBALL and make any $5 bet this week. You get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code ALLBALL. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued is free bets. One boost for eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. So you get the job, you get your staff, but now you got to decide, like, how you want to play. Mm-hmm. So in your mind... Um, you still have to kind of pick the players. Did you predetermine like, here's generally how I want to play or do you want to wait till you see the personnel? Like how does that formulate in your mind? It's, it's different in the G league. So one thing on why the Lakers, um, also wanted to hire me is they wanted more continuity from the Lakers staff to the South Bay staff. So like I had been with, with Frank for, for two years, I knew his system, like the back of my hand his his defensive foundation and his philosophies. Um, and then like his offensive stuff. So like, obviously I don't have Anthony Davis or LeBron James, uh, on my team. So like my offense has to be a little bit different, but I carried over, um, a lot of his sets that way that like, Last year, we didn't have any assignment players, meaning draft guys that were going back and forth, but we had the two ways. So we wanted to be just really a seamless transition for when, whenever they were getting called back up to the big team, the terminology didn't really change. Uh, the defensive principles didn't change. So that foundation was kind of already set. And then I could add just my own tweaks offensively. So, um, you know, the season was going to start you know, five or six weeks after I got five or six weeks after the job. So I just went to training camp, um, whatever Frank was going to implement, uh, offensively, then I was going to do some formation of that besides like 
posting up. You know, I'm not posting. We don't like I said. We don't have a, we don't have AD or Bron, so we're not we're not posting up. We want to be more uh, four out one in, and then your roster formulates later in the G League. So like guys that got Exhibit Ten contracts that I knew were going to get cut. Um, my two ways, like I thought I was going to have Austin Reeves last year, but he played so well, like in the month of September. He makes the team. He makes the team. He got converted from a two-way to a contract guy. And then, you know, these injuries hit, and then all of a sudden Austin Reeves in the rotation, and he was the guy that I was planning on possibly being my best player. So then he's gone. So your roster is constantly almost in flux in the G League, um, and that's what makes it one of uh, – Makes you a better coach, actually. Yeah, you have to constantly adjust, like how you play, your rotations, what you can do, uh, almost on a day-to-day basis. I don't know if you ever heard this. You ever heard the rule of five in minor league basketball? No. Five on the floor, five on the bench, five on the bus, and the way to replace the five <laughs> on the bench. Five in your top drawer to replace the five on the bus that are there to replace the five on your bench because the five on the floor, you may cut or may go to the league, right? That's, yeah. that's the old rule of rule of five thing. So. Um, okay. You get your staff. Um, now how did you go? And then, you know, you think you're getting all streams. How do you go about, like, how do you go about selecting your team, figuring out your team? Um, so a, b- a bunch of different ways. Okay, so first wait, before, before I, you're going to throw out terms. Exhibit 10. What is an exhibit 10? Exhibit 10 is a guy that gets invited to training camp. He essentially gets like 50,000 to 50 K to come to training camp. And then, um, then you can get his rights to like play in the G League. But it doesn't have to be the team that he went to camp with to get his rights. Right. Like a guy that goes to camp with the Lakers, you know, somebody, the, the Santa Cruz Warriors, could they have his rights? Yeah. So that happened with us last year. Trev Queen. Okay. Trev and Queen. He ended up being the MVP of the G League. We invited him to camp. Uh, we being the Lakers. The Lakers. Yes. Got to 50K. Um, and then, um, but the Rockets had his rights. Oh, the Rockets, right? Okay. The Rockets had the Rockets had his rights, and then we just couldn't we couldn't work out a deal to get his rights. So he went back and played for uh, RGB Vipers and had a great year. Was MVP, won the championship, and now got a deal uh, with the with the Sixers. But in, anyways, in Exhibit Ten, okay. is a guy that gets invited to camp. Uh, you give him some money to go to camp. Um, if he does, if there's a roster spot, they're competing for a roster spot or two way or whatever. And then if they don't make it, usually they fall down to your uh, G League team. Okay. What are the other a two way? Uh, it's two, two way. ways. There's two two ways on every um, every every NBA team. Okay. And so a two way does mean that the the minor league team of that team has the right. Yeah, we have. Right? He can't okay. go. He's not going to go play for anybody else. And then his a two way means he makes NBA money when he's in the NBA. And he makes no D League money. They have a they have a set. Uh, set number that they make, and I think it's like four hundred and fifty thousand for the year. But a two way is a it's a non guaranteed deal. So like a two way can be flipped or cut, uh, flipped to a roster spot. It can be cut uh, at any time. So two ways are very like it's a flexible. And you only get two of those. You get two of those. Anything else? Is there any other? Yeah, you get. There's uh, there there was a draft. There's a three round draft. Okay. And so we had one pick last year. We chose a young man. You guys don't have any picks in the G League draft either. Like no <laughs> big pick, big 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 team picks, and no little team picks. Yeah. So did we, it all go in the Anthony Davis no. trade, or was it the Russell Westbrook <laughs> trade? No, we held on. We held on to a couple G League picks. So we had the third. We had a third round pick last year. We chose uh, Eli Kane, who played at DePaul, sure. and uh, and he actually and. and like it's it's hard for like the draft picks to um, to make it 
And he's like a, like what I was intrigued about. He's like a six, six. He played some point guard at the Paul. So he's like a versatile guy. Um, and he stuck with us the whole year and had a really good, he had Paul's crazy, right? They have like two NBA starters that were on that team yep. and Eli Kane. So kind of interesting. Yep. And then you have like your returning rights players. So guys that have played in the G league that you, um, you have the rights to, let's say like Andre Ingram, who's he's like been there G, forever, yeah, yeah. G league legend. So we had him, you know, we had like him coming back, um, like we actually had the rights to Gary Payton the second. And so what happened? Well, he made the, he, he got cut from the Warriors yeah, cut. and we actually thought he was, gonna, he was going to come to us. And I was like, Oh man, we're getting basically an MVP type player. And then the Warriors resigned him obviously. And then he went on to have this great season, but we had Gary Payton seconds returning rights. Um, and then the other way is like, uh, you have like tryouts. So we didn't have an open tryout because of COVID last year. We weren't going to bring like 150 guys in the gym. So you just like, we watched, uh, uh, an inordinate amount of film on guys uh, for tryout. And then you pick three and actually two of our tryout players made the team. Yeah. Uh, Nate Pierre-Louis, who ended up being one of the best defenders in the G League, played at Temple and Paris Bass, who ended up being one of the best six men in the G League. So, And that's also a rarity for like your tryout player to like make it last year and also have uh, a lasting impact. So you get ready for training camp. Yep. How many do you have coming to camp? 15 or 16. How many do you get to keep? Uh, 10, 10 G League spots, and then you have your two two-way. So you basically have like 12 guys. So you're only going to have to cut three or four dudes. Yeah. How long before you knew who you were going to cut? Um, some, you know, after like one day yeah. and then a couple came down to like the last, last day. What's that like? Uh, not easy because like I've, I've been there. I've I, played, I played in the minor leagues. I've got cut. I got cut from the NBA twice, okay, Seattle, Seattle and the Clippers as the last cut. And I just know like how hard the path is. Like when you're just trying, you're trying to make a living. It's just, well, such as that. I think here, life, here's, here's what I, here's what I remember about, like I was in the Lakers. I did three different like vet mini camps, you know, the camp right before the camp. Yep. And then I did summer league. And Mitch was the GM at the time and he was great. Like he could not have had a better bedside manner, but the part that sucks and you guys still have it today is being that facility is amazing, but it sucks at the same time because by like day three, and I think, you know, you, we have, we've talked about this. They treat players unbelievably well there. Yeah. Right. Like you feel, oh, you're, you feel like you're Shaq or yeah. Kobe. I remember I used to walk into the old facility and they have the, the pictures. And my first couple of days, I was like, Fuck. you know, like I got goosebumps even thinking about it. Right. Magic and, and Jabbar and Jerry West. And there's this picture. And, and at the time, Kobe and Shaq, you're like, what the hell am I doing here? Right. But then by like day three, like. You know everybody, everybody knows you, they treat you great. So you start to like, okay, this could happen. Right. So factor in, like you have your G League guys, and granted, you know, they may not be may not be a realistic thought that they could be on the Lakers. But you're not to this point in your career if you have all realistic thoughts. You're walking in every day, and even before training camp, those guys can come in and get work in, right? Yeah. And so I think the hardest part is like you're li you, somebody really thought it's not just going to happen in the G like I'm going to be on the Lakers by the mid year. And now you're telling them like, yeah, dude, we're, we don't, don't see it. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And I, I mean, and again, that's part of like my growth process as a coach 
um, I had to make those cuts. Um, and I was the one that delivered the news and it's not, it's not easy to look like, you know, look these young men in the face and just say, uh, you know, you had a good camp, but you know, we're, we're going to go a different direction. Like it, it was hard. And like for some of them, they understood. And then like a couple guys, they like, you know, you could see, you know, their shoulders slumped down and, and I totally get I totally get it. And it's, and it's hard. And some of them bounce back on their feet to other, other G league teams, um, and everything, but no, those aren't, e- those, those aren't easy conversations and they'll never, they'll never get easier. You, um, in your first days of camp, right? This is your first like real team, real practices. Everybody has a different style. Like Eddie Sutton, his first week, he would let the assistant coaches coach and he just hop in to make, little adjustments and then he'd sit there and take notes. You know, he wanted to kind of learn about his team from the side. Some guys, they want to be in on every drill. Like what's your style? Um, well for this year I had to, for that last season, um, players had to know my voice and also I had to find my voice. Um, so I was very, I was very involved, uh, high intensity practices. Um, I wanted guys to get after it. Like I was, a little bit what you would say now would say like old school, like uh, a lot of one-on-one defensive slides. Like this is our mentality. Um, you know, you're coming into work every day. Um, big fundamentally like sound practice. I went uh, just one, I think one day of one day of two days, um, but I wasn't like making them like run like a ton of sprints or anything at the end of practice. But um but just finding my voice, uh, and teaching, teaching the drills, um, letting them know, like, this is what the expectations are and what the standards are for South Bay Lakers, um, practice and going into, going into the season. So it, it was, it was great. Like I, I always felt confident. Um, I've always been confident, like in my ability to teach sure. and, um, and communicate with, with anyone. So that part, it wasn't, um, I thought I might be like a little bit nervous, but like, it's, it's like, you know, like when you play like in big games, so when you're at Oklahoma state or I was at Arizona or whatever, you know, you get those like initial butterflies, but they're like, um, excitement butterflies. Yeah. And then as soon as the ball goes up, then it's just basketball. And that's the way, that's kind of the way it was. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're getting ready for your first game. Who's your first game against? Uh, we played G League Ignite. Okay, so you play. I remember because you texted me. We we talked after the game. Yeah. Um, so uh, your attention to detail. Did you tell the assistants what to wear? Yeah, we all wear the same thing. I know, but did, was that always the case? Did you have to go like, hey, here's the deal? Uh, I assigned one of my assistant coaches to pick out the outfits, so that way that's off my plate. Like that. Yeah, so he just went. Did you want to wear a suit? Did you want to, like, I don't want to break it? No, no, it's in the G League. No, I didn't want to. I know everybody, I know what you can do, but it's you get to, it's your No, no, I just wanted to wear the uh, either half zip or polo. Okay. Um, and the G League times, it, the games are seven, right? Like normal time, most most times. Most of the time. Our weekend, uh, LA weekend games, we usually like play at five. Okay, but the it's more in the, the game day stuff, right? Because having been an assistant, 
right? Game day is very, very different, right? You have, you have walk through or whatever, and then you get a meal and then you got to go over the, the, the arena and work guys out, right? Like the, your, your day doesn't like the, the game is a very small fraction of yeah. your day. What about in the G league? Like what's your, your first game day? Are you working guys out or what do you guys do? Uh, well, to go back how we talked about your, the roster fluctuation, so we go into this whole, we have two weeks of training camp and my two ways at the time uh, were Jay Huff and Sekou Nomboya. And when you don't have like assignment player stuff, your two ways are arguably two of your better players. And uh, better be. Yeah. So Jay Huff was like coming in, you know, rookie from University of Virginia. Sekou Nomboya was a former lottery or mid first round pick. Um, so I'm expecting like play planning out my rotation. Uh, so the game was on a Saturday and the night before uh, the Lakers take both two ways uh, before my fir- very first game. Um, so they take Huff, who's my starting center and the boy who's going to be my starting. Did Rob center. call you? Um, no, my GM told me um, Nick Mazzella. Okay. So, and I mean, you have to know that like, this is always a possibility. There, there, right, are, two, right, right. there are two ways for a reason. What was it? My where, you, where, where were you playing the game? Our game was home. Lakers were on the road. Okay. So, so you're going on a road trip, but it's the night before. So you're at home and you're, you I think I was, at, I was, think I was still maybe at the practice facility when and I it comes out. in like, Hey, good luck tomorrow. Listen, uh, just a little thing here. Um, yeah, Jay and Seku, they're not going to be with you for your first right. game. Um, okay. So you so take- then instantly I have to make an adjustment in my mind and like, okay, like talk to my coaches. Okay. What does our rotation look like? I knew who was going to be my starting centers, uh, Cam Oliver, who's a very good player. Yeah. Um, and then, but just like who's, uh, and then also we had Frank, Frank Mason, we had traded for was hurt. He had hurt his groin, like the either third practice or second practice. So my starting point guard, uh, who was G league MVP, like either a year before, or two years before was also out. Um, so all these adjustments going through my mind have to figure out my rotation, uh, guys that I weren't couple guys that I wasn't expecting to play very much. Now we're like heavily thrown into fi- into the fire. And uh, Eli Kane started point guard by like 18 or 19 points. Um, and so that's like, so that's like the first thing, figuring, figuring all that out. But then like the game day, to get back to your original question, the game day routine was just like shoot around um, slash walk through. Um, and then I just hang at the, I just hang at the practice facility in my office, like um, just made sure like I had all my like ATO plays like written down on my play card that I want to get into. Um, my rotation sheet was that my rotation sheet was tight. Uh, so I went over the, like double check that with my coaches after shoot around, how we feel about that. And then, um, and then just wait till, wait till game time. So no, and I don't have to work out any players or do anything like that. I just, just prepare, prepare for what needs to come at, uh, come that night. Okay. So you're getting ready for your first game. Talk about rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, you like the idea of a rotation or do you like the idea of just coaching by feel? Uh, I do both. Okay. So like I start the game with my rotation and like, I know who I want to get in, uh, who I want like my first couple subs to be and who, you know, who's coming out. And so I use my rotation sheet through about the first quarter and then on probably midway through the second quarter. Um, but if guys are like, if you're hot and you've made three or four shots in a row or one group is really rolling, 
then the rotation sheet goes out the window. Sure. You got to coach on, you got to coach on field. Um, and that's the way I would expect. Like I want my coaches to coach. Um, so, I mean, I can look and have a, I can have an idea of what I want it to be, but I'm coaching on field. Um, and how guys and how guys are playing. Like I had two of the best guards in the G League and Mac McClung and Mason and Mason Jones. And usually Mason Jones was my first guard out and I would leave Mac in and put somebody else. But if Mace has already hit like sometimes Mace was hot. And then I would just, I would come to Mac. I was like, Hey, he's rolling. Uh, I'm going to get you out and now I'm going to put you back in. And they're just going to flip. They're basically just going to flip their spot um, in the rotation. So no. and then the second half's all on field. Uh, second half, I'll start to basically start the same way as I started the first quarter. Um, so I'll get the guys back in the third quarter. So everybody's like, you know, getting some run, but then there, there's games where like we got to the fourth and it's a tight game and uh, one group is rolling. And then I just, ro- I just roll with that group until someone's fatigued or like the run ends or, um, yeah, a lot, how, on, a lot on the field. How do you, how do you coach in terms of like, obviously you have set plays and sets you want to get to, but a lot of it I've noticed you, you didn't, I don't want to say you just let them go, but you're, they're kind of automatically in the stuff. So do you guys have automatics that you get into within the offense or do you just kind of let them play and only dial them back when you want something specific? Um, it's probably two, probably twofold. So it starts in, in practice um, and doing like a lot of five on oh. And even as my notes going into my second season here, I know I have to even be sharper, like in five on oh, like in emphasis of like running our stuff. So it becomes more natural in the game. Our guys were pretty good at it last year. Um, so, so basically just let, letting them play. Um, and we have, uh, an offensive formation or sets that we can just flow into and then they can just read them, just read and play like basketball to me is a read and react game. I don't need to overcoach it. Did I do that at times last year? Absolutely. Cause it was my first time, uh, doing stuff like that. But the times I felt like our team was really like, um, in an offensive group or whatever is like, I just, I let, I let them play and make make decisions. Well, that was great. That was my thanks to Miles Simon. Remember, it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Use the promo code ALLBALL. That's code ALLBALL. Make any $5 bet this week. You get $200 if your team wins. All right, that's it for this All Ball. Get good luck on this NBA season where you're home for great storytelling, great analysis, and all the stuff you love about ball. Ball is back. All Ball's never left. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings Sportsbook stepped-up same-game parlays. If you don't already have an account, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up with the promo code ALLBALL, and boost your winnings up to 100%. That's code ALLBALL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms.